0: Hey there. Welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. This is your host today, Coach Chris Wilson. I'm giving the other guys a break today because uh, I uh, went to PodFest back in March and I listened to somebody speak for uh, 30 minutes because that's all they gave you guys. And uh, he had so much amazing information to share with all of us in the room over a 30-minute period. I'm like... I need to have this man on our podcast show, so i I did what all of the podcasters at Podfest were asking us to do: is reach out to fellow podcasters and, and podcasters that are bigger than you, and try to get them on your show to help help uh, help your growth, but also to to get their amazing messages out to the listeners. So today, I'm so excited to have Mister Justin Schenk from the Growth Now Movement on the Strong by Design show. Welcome, Justin. Chris, thank you so much, man.
1: <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. First of all, I appreciate you reaching out. And it's cool that it worked out. You're like, oh, by the way, I, I can do these remotely. But if you happen to be in the area, I don't know where you live. I live in Reading, Pennsylvania, but I happen to be here because uh, I'm speaking in Orlando in two days. But uh, I came in early to go meet up with a, a mutual friend now at this point, uh, which I didn't even know that connection was happening, which was Joel Marion uh, to be on his podcast. And it's just kind of a whirlwind. So I'm glad I'm here, man.
0: It's so awesome. I, I had no... That was just a, a random question because I'm like, I don't kn- I actually remember where he lives. Maybe I never even knew. And he was at PodFest, which is Orlando. So maybe he just happens <laughs> to be a Floridian, but no. I feel he's like a, I'm here all the time. He's a, well, yes. And and as you're starting to learn that Florida, especially where we, we are, the, the tri-city area of Tampa, St. Pete, and Clearwater is a, a mecca for... Entrepreneurs and especially in the health and fitness space like what we're in but um just really high level high achieving type people who you know maybe they don't even live here full time they have second homes here or whatever but it's an air er- a region of the of the country that we've come to uh to love because of our ability to connect with so many amazing talents and stuff yeah. that are within a half an hour hour drive of us and so we're not going anywhere i mean we <laughs> you know my critical bench is is locked and loaded for this area for the for the uh foreseeable future so you have such a, such an awesome podcast show by the way anyone listening you haven't gotten to hear Justin just yet but you have to check out the Growth Now Movement. Uh, it's been a podcast show now for, jeez, what are you... You're like 210 episodes or yeah, more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been... Three uh, years? It's been a little over three years yeah. now. Yeah. And wonderful guests. And... Like as you can guess from the name of his show, Growth Now Movement, it, it really is all about personal growth and 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 getting taking action. We have our sayings all around the office: massive action taker and high performer, and thinking bigger and getting out of the scarcity mindset and being more abundant with with. How you view everything in your life, and you've had so many wonderful guests, and uh, actually just coming from uh, from our mutual friend Joel's place, doing a podcast with the, the Born Impact uh, uh, podcast show, which has grown very rapidly in, in, yeah. in recent uh, months and done so well because, uh, again, that's a, a theme that runs through his podcast show as well. But how did you get to this place? Where, where you are mentally, I want the listeners to know more about who you are, who you were, how you grew up, and your influences, right? Because you didn't come from you know, the, the best of circumstances. You, yeah. you came from a, a somewhat tr- troubled childhood, right? And I, I would like those listening to, to hear a little bit about your story, and then we can kind of take them through to where you are today and, and the big things that you're doing right now. Yeah,
1: man. You know, uh, life was not the easiest, um, to say the least. So when I when I look back at my life, and I know when you saw me speak at PodFest, I used the line that if there's a senior superlative for least likely to succeed, it would have been me. Um, and, and that stems beyond just the grade. I mean, my junior year of high school I had a 1.7 GPA, which is... The only reason I passed, by the way, is because my guidance counselor, Joyce Tricomi, shout out to you, uh, <laughs> she convinced the principals that I should pass, and she was like, "Look, it's not because he's dumb. His other his other school years show you that. It's because of the stuff he's going through." And so part of that story is, you know, my dad was in jail at that time. Uh, just recently got got sent to jail, uh, and my mom was in the middle of a twenty year opioid addiction. And so literally all science pointed to. You're screwed. Yeah. Um. And so when I when I look at that, it's it's kind of interesting. I think uh, I, one of my new favorite lines is "Ignorance is bliss." Um. And I think I didn't realize that. Hey, if my parents go down that road, the statistics said I go down that road. For me, it was like, okay, like I just know I need to latch onto somebody different. I know I need to find mentors. I know I need to live a better life than what my parents were living. And and look, I want to preface something here, and I do this all the time. They had their own personal demons, but they were amazing parents. Like, my mom was my best friend. And so, you know, when I look at that, I go, she couldn't handle her own stuff, but if I was ever hitting a rock bottom, she's the person I would call. And she was always there for me, and she'd say the right thing, and and it would just be perfect, right? Um, And so, it was one of those things where I I benefited from the love they were able to give me. but also, I was exposed to like my an uncle who really, you know, from an outside in standpoint, had they had everything together, mm-hmm. you know, successful financially, successful as a couple, um, you know, and and my other uncle was very very successful financially. So to see that and have an example to kind of look up to and say, okay, there's some I can create something different uh, was was the main thing for me. Uh, I had no idea how I was going to do that. I didn't know what the resources were. I certainly wasn't going to college with a 1.7 GPA, Uh, and so it was just almost
0: life just kind of happened from there. Wow, that is a story that I know there's listeners right now who have gone maybe not exactly down that path, but a very similar one where they, you know they the influences in their life were were not the greatest, and it's it's like you have to as a younger person. Our, our biggest influence is from our parents, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, truly is. Even if you think it's not as a 15-year-old who like, <laughs> thinks, thinks they know everything, right? And they, they think like, oh, my parents don't have much influence on me anymore. Your parents are your biggest influence until you're out of the house. Yeah. And you're not under their roof anymore. And f- at least though, what it, what it, your dad was incarcerated, right? And your mom had, had, a, had a drug addiction but there was still love between the three of you right which is so there wasn't really like a an, an abuse no. situation going on which i really feel like God, the people that can get themselves climb out of that situation and make the most out of their life that's that That's even more, and I don't want to say more inspiring than, than your story, but that's at least you had that where you had a, a love for each other, right? Yeah. And they wanted what was best for you, even though they had their own demons, right, that they were dealing with. Yeah. And so you continue to, to, uh, have a relationship then with, with your father after he, after he, what yeah. was. Yeah. So that's actually a great question. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so he ended up going to jail for two and a half years. Uh, and when he came out, I actually was still talking to him. There was a couple of times where I went and visited him. Um, but then he was a, kind of a jerk. Uh, and I did not talk to my father after that for seven and a half years. Um, and finally, you know, long story short, about like, two years ago, I was the best man at his wedding and we're, you know, we're close again. And, um, but it was really about, he had to realize the damage that he created for others. And once that kind of realization happened, he kind of came back and said the right things. Then we, we've, we fixed that and repaired that relationship and it's stronger now than it ever was. Oh wow! Um, so super fortunate and, and blessed to have that. But, you know, going back to kind of when all that was happening, I think another thing is too, I realized that there were people that had it worse. There were people that were on the streets. There were people, you know, all that stuff. And, and, and by no means, I mean, I watched my mom's car get repossessed. I watched her get fired from multiple jobs. I saw all of that growing up. Um, but, but by no means did I ever feel poor. And so when I, when I look at that and I break that down, I think it was just I inadvertently and, and subconsciously was coming from a, a, a space of gratitude. Um, you know, I think mindset is the first thing you look at. And, and no matter where you are in life, and, and whether you're going through what I went through or, you know, an abusive thing or whatever the case may be, it's terrible. I don't care how easy or hard it is to somebody else, it's terrible. And there's people that come to me and then they would say, you know, and because of my podcast, I get a lot of people that reach out and sh- share their stories with me. And multiple people have reached out and said, you know, because of your show, I decided not to kill myself and mm. this crazy stuff. Um, but there's also people that reach out and they say, hey, I love what you're doing. And I was like, cool. And I'll even ask them, like, hey, th- what's your story? Um, and some of them won't share it. And I'll say, why? Wh- is there a reason you don't want to share it? It's okay that you don't want to. I'm just curious. And they go, well, it's nothing compared to yours, but it is because it's yours and that's important
0: thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast if you find our show helpful in any way please let us know by leaving a five-star review on itunes go to strongbydesignpodcast.com your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives let's get back to the show
1: the mindset of this whole entire thing as we go through life and we're experiencing these, these whatever our rock bottom moments are, we have to realize that life is happening for you, not to you. Yeah. And you had an episode. Didn't you have an episode yeah. with that same yeah. title? Yeah, with Ed Milet. With so, Ed Milet. So that was, um, it, it's always been my approach to life. Um, at first inadvertently and now very, very on purpose. Uh, and I realized like as things are happening, I go, okay, How is, what is this doing for me versus what is this doing to me? And it's just getting out of that victim mindset uh, and, and just understanding that like things happen. Right. And I, and I say this all the time, but my favorite quote of all time is life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to what happens to you. Um, because we have complete control, believe it or not. We can't control what's happening around us, but we have control over how we react to that. And that's what shapes the future. You know, and part of this journey uh, was five months before I launched the podcast. Um, I don't know if I shared this from the stage, so you might not know the whole thing. Um, but five months before I launched the podcast, I, I used to have a co-host right. and we were excited about it. It was going to be an entrepreneurial podcast. We were going to talk about business and we were going to figure out how to build a business. I still had a day job at the time. I was very successful in medical sales. Um, but I, I just didn't feel fulfilled. And I was like, I just want to do more. I want to be an entrepreneur, whatever that means. I want to make money. Um, and so we were going to launch the show. we were going to interview successful entrepreneurs, learn how to do it ourselves. Uh, and we were actually up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. We decided to take a long weekend and just plan everything out. How are we going to do this? Record the intro to the, the show, blah, blah, blah. And when I was up there, we were probably there for about 18 hours at the time. Um, I got that phone call. Nobody ever wants to hear and it was my sister that said, "The doctor says you need to come and it was a seven and a half hour drive back down to South Jersey uh, to my mom being intubated in a hospital bed uh, and this was this was her losing her battle to the twenty year addiction to opioids and it wasn't an overdose it was just uh, the beat down of her body it ended up tearing away at her stomach lining and she bled internally um, and it was really uh it was a a game changing moment for me because as I, as I watched her lay there in that bed and clearly the machines were keeping her alive, um, I essentially said to her, I was like, I don't know what this means. Um, but I promise you that I will make you proud and that this is not going to just disappear. Like this, this is going to have a meaning to it. Uh, And I didn't know what that was. Um, and I actually was just sharing this with Joel after that, I actually went on a three month bender where I was blackout drunk six nights a week and what i was doing was clearly self-medicating couldn't sleep i was i was running from the pain that i was feeling um and i didn't really know how to handle it and there was one moment uh where a coach of mine uh who she's actually a relationship and spiritual coach of mine uh said what are you doing tonight and i was like oh, i'm going out with friends and she goes no you're not i was like what do you mean she's like you're going to sit down and you're going to feel this stuff and you're going and you're going to actually go through it it was the worst night of my life it was terrible i was just like physically sick. I was crying. I just, you know, I didn't know how to break out of that. But when I woke up in the morning, it was like I was a different person. And in that moment, and that's when you see a shift in the early episodes of the podcast, where you see me start asking about life things, about overcoming adversity, about loving yourself, even in hard times, about realizing that it doesn't matter where you come from, it matters are the decisions you make today to go to the next level. And so that's what I mean by life is happening for you and not to you. Um,
0: because it could be your worst moments that's a catalyst for you to change the world. It's, it's it's a great message and it's a great um it's a great place for people to uh to start because most of us and I, I'll put myself in it. Uh, you know, I I was there too, not not that long ago. Where you know you're just going de- going through your your day, almost as a robot, and and you uh, you're you're not living in the moment. You're just part of the moment, hmm. and you have to make a conscious effort every day to. To have impact or to to do uh, something that you're passionate about, something that's life giving you know and I think so many of us that's that's the benefit of working where I work and doing what I do is that I get to live from a passionate place every single day of of my life of my work life right and and I love my family and I love my weekends, but I, we always laugh that like for us Monday is like everyone's Friday. <laughs> we're excited to come back to the office. We're smiling, we're happy, we're high-fiving. We're like, "Hey, we're it's Monday. Let's get let's get grinding. Let's get going," you know? And so we so many of us, unfortunately, you know, Monday's the worst day of the week. Yeah. Don't you can't live for the weekends in life. You can't live for the the the, the going out after work type thing. That 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 does not present a very good template for you for <laughs> For a a nice, long fulfilling life, yeah and um i just that, and that 's what I wanted you to 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 touch on and stuff with with what you 've done with your podcast and what you 're doing with your your speaking events and stuff it is just fantastic one person can go through a very difficult you know some would say awful uh, period of their life, but use that to benefit. So many others, and like that, like you said to your mom, I don't know why this is happening, but I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm going to make it mean something.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think there's a lot of people too that are probably listening to this, and they're like, well, I don't really have a desire to impact the world or impact other people. Um So then, what? What about these rock bottom moments? And this is something I really thought about because mm-hmm. it's a great question. <laughs> well, because I said to myself, I was like, that's what I want but not everybody does. Yeah. There's a great amount of people who do, um, but not everybody has that desire to, to do a podcast or a YouTube channel or speak on a stage or impact. Make you know. products. Yeah, it's, they yeah. don't care. Um, but honestly, those rock bottom moments are to make a stronger you. And if you become a stronger person, whether that's me or you or somebody who has no desire to impact other people, becoming a stronger you it changes the world anyway. You know what I mean? So like, j- even if it's just for yourself, why is this happening for me not for others right i think once we reach a certain level like with me i go okay cool now how do i take this and and help other people with it i'm o- i've almost i've almost gotten to a point now where i can i grieve in my own way in a very short amount of time and
0: then i shift to okay now what um that's very much how how i am actually yeah very brief moments of like despair or grief over something that's c- could drown people yeah. for a long period and you just find a way to 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 come out of it and uh, and and focus on the, the things that are are more life giving. You've gone through some difficult times. You've lost your mother. I, I've lost my my dad, my mother, and my brother all wow. long before the, they should have gone. You know, but I don't. I'm at peace with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I I still I still feel them. You know, in my heart. And there's still so much. Good for me to do and to put out into the world and to try and touch other people's lives in any way I can. And I, what I realize and what I love about you is it's being authentic. And you, you've done, talked about this in, in, in previous shows on, on your podcast show. It being your real you, you know, being authentic, being honest, and 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 letting others in, and and that's what people want, man. They don't yeah. want the a version of you. Can you talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, so first we'll, 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 uh, we'll talk about the elephant in the room. Like the, the word authenticity is overused and everybody's talking about it now, but the reason it is, is because it's that important. It is the elephant in the room. It's the most important freaking thing, um, that anybody can do. Uh, and so, and and to, to talk on some things, you know, when I, when I changed high schools and my dad was in jail, I used to, I used to lie to people about why I changed schools. Like I didn't want people to find out my dad was in jail and, and I didn't want, you know, whatever. And I didn't want to find I didn't want them to find out that my mom was having a hard time, you know, finding a job. So I had to live with my aunt and uncle. It was just like, oh yeah, you know, my mom's, my mom's coming up at some point, blah, blah, whatever. And so I just lived this lie and I wasn't myself. And originally I was like, oh, this is a perfect time. I'm changing schools. I can reinvent myself. This is great. It's a great opportunity. But what I didn't realize was there was nothing wrong with me. It wasn't me. It was somebody else that, that made their choices. And then that shouldn't affect me at all. And so fast forward to when I started to be like, you know what, I'm done lying. I'm done doing this stuff. I was actually dating a girl. Uh, and I was 20 at the time, I think. And I was like, you know, first love, I was like, this is the one, this is gonna be great. And I was out to dinner with her and her family. Um, and her family goes, so, so you talk about your mom a lot. What about your dad? And there was like a quick, a brief hesitation of what do I say? Because I knew the girl I was dating at the time didn't tell them. um, Because they're a strong Catholic family. Like, if you're not perfect, you're non-existent. Um, And so, I stopped and I looked at her mom and I said, oh, I don't talk about my dad much because in order for me to see my dad, it's only during visitation hours. It's literally what I said to her. Did you say it sarcastically or or kind of like... Like, that's exactly how I said it. It It's only during visiting hours. Just like that. And... The mom's jaw just kind of dropped and the girl that I was dating at the time grabbed my leg under the table and squeezed it. And in that moment I went, wow, this relationship just ended. And then I, then I followed up with, but I feel really good. It
0: felt good to, to be to level with somebody.
1: It felt really good to be like, this is what I go through. This is my life. This is how I cope with it. This is what I'm doing. Um, and when I finally embraced that... That's when everything started to fall into place. That's when I started to find my purpose. That's when I decided, okay, now I need to go down this path. That's when my friendships became super strong. And now that I do that on a larger level, I'm friends with people that I should never be friends with. The reality is, like, I am not a guy that should be hanging out with celebrities and billionaires, but I do. And it's because I approach them in the most authentic way possible. I am myself. And if they like me, great. And if they don't like me, great. It doesn't matter. Uh, And I believe you attract the people you're supposed to attract. Uh, And so that's really, for me, it's just about being authentic. It's about being unapologetically yourself. And once that happens, the business stuff starts to fall into place. The relationships start to fall into place. And then the important part, you find happiness.
0: You're not born with toughness. It has to be developed. Discover five ways to become tough as nails. Go to strongbydesigntough.com enter your email, and download this special report for free. Let's get back to the show. I love that message. It's fantastic. And to add one more part to it is you attract who you should, and you even say in in previous podcasts, you repel the people that you should. And a theme that we've uh, talked about here so often at, at Critical Bench and in and, and videos and, and I've heard it on your show as well is the, you know, the, the five people that you surround yourself with, yeah. right? It's and, like the it, most famous
1: quote on, on the planet. It really is, yeah. but
0: it's it's one of the, like you said, you know, being authentic and then who, who are you? Well, look at the five people you spend the most time with or I've, what I've also, I'll add to that, it might not even be somebody physically that you spend time with. What about somebody that you listen to or read about a lot. Mm -hmm. You're going to tell me that's not an influence in your life? Like I, I did a podcast just today remotely with Dr. Frank Turek. I've been consuming his content through his podcast show and from his book for several months now. He... If I had to pick 5 people right now that are a huge influence in my life, he he'd have to be one of the 5 for sure. And so it's not always just someone that's in in a room with you. It can be somebody that you're reading about a lot or listening to a lot. They're a huge influence for you. So I just that's somebody that or something that the listeners right now need to reflect on and you know, who are the 5 people that I'm I'm hanging out with the most? Are they people that are going to get me to level up? And go somewhere where i i have only dreamt of, or are they people that are an anchor and, and preventing me from 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 climbing yeah, yeah, and, and so who are some of the people earlier on? As you were making this, as you were having these aha moments in your early 20s, right? And being honest and like, who were some of those people that you were like coming across? Who were those big influences?
1: Yeah. So I, uh, at 19, I got into direct sales. That was my alternative to college. Um, I still might've been 18, almost 19 uh, when I got into it. I did really, really well. So I sold Cutco knives, which most people are familiar with Cutco knives. They're the best knives. (laughs) I still believe this. I'm now 34. They're still the best (laughs) knives on the planet. I still have my set. Um... But I did really well. And I became a manager with the company. And that's where I locked into self-development. And so there were managers within that organization, like Richard Teasdale, who uh, was a a, a close mentor, who's somebody I worked with every single day. Um, And then there was like a guy like John Vroman. If you don't know him, he's got a great podcast um, called the Front Row Foundation, uh, and an organization that he runs and big public speaker. He was somebody else who was in in that company. Um, Do you know who Hal Elrod is? The Miracle Morning. Have I heard you talk about it before? Maybe? Possibly. Yeah. So it's okay. a it's a massive book. Oh wow! Um, that is it's like the number one most sold self published book in, of all time, wow. and it's translated into like forty different languages. Oh like it's God. crazy. Yeah. So he was a guy who sold cocoa knives, and I was not friends with him, but because I was in an inner circle in my area, I was on a conference call. Um, this is actually pretty funny. So I was 19 years old, we'd hop on this conference call, how rods running in the conference call. Cool. Figured users can teach me how to sell more knives. He gets on. He's like, Hey, I want to tell you guys about, um, something I've been working on that's really changed my life. And it's my morning routine. And he goes, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I hung up the phone. I was on the first ever call for the miracle morning, which is now, an international like sensation. There's people all over the planet. Like there's people like Tony Robbins, who's talked about the miracle morning. Um, it's crazy. But I was on the first ever conference call for that. Click. Yeah. Click hung up on it. Boom. See ya. I'm not waking up before in the morning. I still don't wake up before in the morning, except for uh, to fly to Tampa. Um, but the, but the reality is like, I've always put myself into positions where I ask the right questions. Just like my podcast. I ask the right questions, which would get me on calls like that which would put me in the right rooms with the right people, which would teach me the things I needed to do to level up to get to the next thing, right? And it wasn't always solid. I mean, there was definitely some faltering. Like, I don't ever want to paint the picture that it was like, I figured it out, I'm perfect, let's go. That's why I share the story of me going on a three-month bender. Like, it's never perfect. I am not the guy that you should look at and be like, I want to be just like him. I just want to be the catalyst for that conversation of how do I learn, how do I get better? And so when you look at my trajectory it was always at least linked to one or two people that would get me into that room so to give you an, i'll give you a pretty good example so when i was a kid i'm, I'm a big visualizer and i'm to- totally shifting i'm taking over do it uh so i'm a big visualizer uh and so visualization has been a huge thing for me uh, it's really really put me in the right places and and allowed me to take the right action to, to get what i want and so do you remember the, the show full house of course, yeah. So everybody knows that show. And John, John Stamos.
0: I still have a po- poster <laughs> of him in my room somewhere. <laughs> I,
1: I don't. I don't doubt it. Um, but the, the one of the episodes, it was Stephanie's birthday, and there was this guy named Tommy Page uh, who came and sang happy birthday to her. And Tommy Page is an early '90s pop singer. He had the number one hit. Like this, it's actually it wasn't a made up character. He was actually just playing himself. Yeah. But I remember being a little kid, like eight years old, watching this episode and being like. That would be so cool. And like Uncle Jesse hung out with him. I remember going like, that'd be so cool to hang out with pop stars, like Uncle Jesse, and like being friends with them and all this other stuff. Fast forward to, and I remember that, that episode kept coming up. Like I was like 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. And I'd be like, that would be so cool. Fast forward, I was about 24 years old. I was at a house party. And I looked up and I went, holy crap, I'm in Tommy Page's house. Like the same guy who my whole life, I, I was like, that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. And it sounds super woo-woo, like, oh my gosh, you visualized it and it happened. But the reality was I made a conscious decision to surround myself with people who were go-getters, who were chasing their dreams, who were trying to make something better of themselves. And I became best friends with the guy who got signed to Warner Brother Records, who was founded by Tommy Page. Oh my gosh. It was like this weird like thing, but but it was about making the right choices to again to back around to the first thing, to surround yourself with the right people that are in that mode of I want to get better. And dude, like I now hang out with dudes like Fabio Viviani, whose companies are going to do $500 million this year. Um, and he's just like, how do I get better? It's crazy. Just th- like, that's, that's why I think growth is my thing because yeah. I latch onto people no matter what level they're at, whether it's, they're making $30,000 a year. And yes, I have friends who make $30,000 a year or they're making $500 million a year. When I have friends that are making that, they're all still trying to grow in all areas of their life because they know there's no end to it. I mean, the only end we have is death.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a 5-star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. I think of it as almost like drafting if you're like, you know, you watch these cyclists on the road, what do they do? They have a, mm-hmm. a leader and then they have people behind them and they take turns, they switch out. And I feel like, you know, the, 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 there's always somebody ahead of you paving the way, right? And you can just draft behind them, but it, it, there's so much to learn. We all have so much to learn from each other, right? And we're all motivated and inspired by each other. And so in, in it's... And I'm sure you can speak to this. You know, you go around and you do public speaking, or you you have a you have a guest on your show. It hel- it so not only does a great deal for the people in the room, the listeners of the podcast. It does so much for you individually. Mm-hmm. All this, you know, it's like giving and receiving it is better to give than than to receive. In, in giving, it feels better than than getting anything. Yeah, I mean, so. It's so such a wonderful thing to just be surrounded and to 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 learn from others and and the the impact and the effect of their life on yours in ways that sometimes you don't notice right off right away, you know. But I mean, we have you know, talk about the miracle morning, but. There's another uh, gentleman, uh, Craig Ballantyne, who mm-hmm. who you, you're familiar with Craig? Yep. He is, you know, The Perfect Life Workshop. He has a book, uh, the, the, the whole of several books. But he talks about, you know, structuring your day and the freedom that you you get from that structure. Now, his structure might be a bit more like you. I'm not getting up before I am. <laughs> I, me neither. I'm like, I have two kids. Like, I, I, I sleep until I can, you know, until seven or until somebody comes and sticks a you know cold foot or hand on my back right <laughs> so uh it's a little bit different, but it's it, craig's influence in my life has helped so much with how I prioritize it's affected our our whole business how we go for the big rocks in our day first and we prioritize things and we we use our our best energy in the first part of the day when we're you know can can be the most focused and have the the, the most clear thinking and stuff but just, just that, and I had to hear it a lot for it to really kick in. Oh, yeah. So, can you can you shed a little bit more on the messages that you receive from these people, the the length of time it can take, or you know, for it to really start to transform your life, you know, to to create those habits, or maybe just talk about habits in general, like breaking out of bad ones and and take, and taking on good new ones.
1: Yeah. So, to answer the first part about like how long does it take? It takes it. I think we beat ourselves up a lot and I think, and I do the same thing. Um, but I think we look at ourselves and we go, well, I'm, not, I'm not where I need to be. I'm not doing what I need to do. This isn't right. Um, but it, it takes as long as it needs to take. And I think that's okay. So like, I could have heard something on a podcast a year and a half ago and I just started implementing it now. Cause like something happened in my life that triggered that memory of that conversation. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I need that right now. I need that right now. You know, I was re because of what I went through as a kid I had massive abandonment issues as an adult, uh, and I did a lot of work with a therapist and a relationship coach to fix all of that. It took a year plus for it to see any change, and that's frustrating. When you're actively working on something, like, you know, in fitness, right? Like, unless you have all the things lined up perfectly for who you are and what your body type is, you're not going to see the progress right away. So there's going to be a moment where you go, do I just give up on all this? Right. So it's about consistency. It's about showing up, um, and then it'll start to take hold when it's supposed to, right? And so with like my abandonment issues, it started to take hold when I got into a relationship that was like, I need to be a bigger person. I need to stand up. I need to stop worrying. I need to be proud of who I am. I need to know that they're just not going to leave just to leave. Um, and so when that moment came, boom, and now it's locked in. Like I carry that in with me a hundred percent of the time, but it was like, I needed that tipping point after I learned this stuff to trigger it. If that makes sense. No, it makes,
0: makes perfect sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And, and, and we do, we can become overwhelmed so, so quickly. Right. When we, we start to think about where we want to be, you know, start thinking bigger, right? And start thinking more abundantly. And we, we like to rob ourselves of those dreams and those passions and desires. And, oh, that's, that's too much. You know, that's too big. That's too great. That's too awesome. That requires too much effort, too much work. And, 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 and we talk ourselves out of things when all we have to do, and you've talked about this before, is to just take one little step towards that dream, Every day, yeah. one, one little thing, one little decision, an extra 10 minutes of something, you know, uh, uh, of, of reading a particular book or, you know, how about, you know, you break down a, break down a project, something that might take you uh, so many hours to do, but if you devoted five or 10 minutes every day to it, and then a year later, you've, you've gotten it done, wasn't that worth it? Yeah, because, because, you know, you know, I, there's no way I would have devoted, you know, four weeks in a row to doing that. But if you, if you break it down to five or 10 minutes every day, I, in fact, I did the math on that and 10 minutes every day, and I'm I'm, I'm speaking a, a, a rough estimate right now. But if you devoted 10, just 10 minutes every day for a year towards something that was going to improve or, be, or better your life, whether it was a hobby or, you know, some type of self-improvement, something, it would be like working 60 hours, which you break that down. That's, 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 that's crazy. That's a lot of work. And and that's not too big for us you know, to to understand, right? You get up ten minutes earlier, or or make ten minutes in the middle of your day, or or ten minutes before you go to bed. Do that one thing, whether it's a ten minute exercise routine, or ten minutes of reading a book, or or ten minutes of tinkering in the garage to do do a project. You know that's going to make you feel good, and that can snowball into so much more, right? Yeah, and and snowballs into into how you. Affect or or how you approach other things in in your work work life or personal life and uh, and so I I can speak from personal experience it's definitely benefited me yeah um uh, I and growth does not happen very fast if it's long lasting I feel like yeah yeah I feel like it it we need to go through these things for for us to really appreciate the changes and and, and the things that we've Uh, been able to, to do in our life. We have to go through these and we can't manufacture things. We have to endure things. We have to go through things. And, and that's what really is what leads to, to, to the growth. Yeah. Talk more a little bit now about, so you have a a live event that's coming up very soon. And how did we go from, you know, the podcast route to now I want to, get myself out there in, in these live, like, speak. So when did the, I guess, the speaking, the public speaking yeah. start to take uh, take hold? Um, so I started podcasting in
1: March of 2016, which is insane. So now we're recording this in the middle of May 2019. Right. This will actually probably come out after my right. live event. Right. Um, unless you push it out real quick. Um, <laughs> I, but- <laughs> I actually might try to find a way to make
0: this go out faster. Um,
1: but, with, but, but, you know, the question is, like, how does that even happen? Right, and so I think I've always had that goal of speaking on stages. I always had that goal of doing a lot my own live event and kind of cultivating it and and putting it together. And how what's that look like? And how massive is that? And you talked about you know the the small steps, like the the, the live event itself is insane. I'm bringing in six speakers and fifteen movement makers, and uh, people are coming from 13 states in Canada to attend, and it's just like been this crazy thing. And it sounds overwhelming. How do I put that together? I was like, okay, well, what's my first step? My first step was to, okay, let me try and lock down some speakers. Then my next step was, okay, let me try and get some sponsors, which I didn't, by the way. And then the next step was like, okay, cool. Who would be interested in this? Let me reach out to them before I make an announcement to say, say, would you buy a ticket to something like this? And so it was just one step at a time. And then once you do that, it's easy. One step at a time. you know. And now I'm in crunch time and I'm like, oh, now I've got 70 more steps to do in the next two weeks. But anyway, um, to back around it, really, it really, it happened organically, but also on purpose. So I knew I wanted to do that. I had no idea how, and I would show up and I would start to talk about it because I would st- I would talk at like schools here and there. Um, I actually like I, I gave the best best man speech at my dad's wedding. Um, and part of the story that I haven't shared yet is my dad's gay. So it was, I gave a best man speech at my dad's gay wedding, um, and if it was filmed, which nobody filmed it, it would have went viral. Um, I I got a paid speaking gig out of it. And it gave me the confidence to say, OK, cool, like this speaking thing is something I can do. Um, and then I started to get you know, asked to speak at events. And I was saying yes to everything. I didn't care if they were paying. I didn't care if they were paying my travel. I didn't care about any of that. Just like, yes, yes,
0: yes. Put me on a stage. Yes. It was putting you out in front of people to get better at your craft yeah. or something. Yeah,
1: that's it. And so once I started to say yes, then all of a sudden people, it, people saw me on the stage because I'd share out photos and do the this, this social media thing. Um, and then more people would ask. And then I would just go, are you paying my travel? Yes or no? And if they said yes, cool, I'm in. If they said no, hey, sorry, let me know when you begin to pay travel. I'm more than happy to be there. Um, And then it was, here's my speaking fee. Um, And now I'm at the point now, obviously, there's still a select few. Like, actually, I'm speaking uh, in two days in Orlando uh, for free. It's a friend of mine. I'm doing it because I want to. I want to be there. I want to be a part of it. Um, There's other things that'll be like, so like PodFest. I didn't get paid for PodFest, but like, that's my wheelhouse. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. so cool, yes, I want to be a part of something that big, um, which, was, which was amazing. I mean, it was a great experience through and through. I had a blast, and uh, the breakout session was a success. I think I had the biggest breakout of the whole thing. Um, but then, then other things are like, no, here's, here's my fee. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at now. And the next thing is, how do I set myself up for the next one? So it happened accidentally to, to make almost to prove to myself that I was good enough to do it. Um, but now it's very intentional. Uh, And it's the understanding that, like, yes, I have this live event coming up with great speakers. Like, part of that is, like, my speaking fee is going to go up because I put myself on a different platform. And I don't mean that in, like, a snide way. It's just my – when you – the more you do, and you know this, you talk about this gym as it grew. The more you do, the more your time is
0: worth. You're not born with toughness. It has to be developed. Discover five ways to become tough as nails. Go to strongbydesigntough.com. Enter your email and download this special report for free. Let's get back to the show. And you have to find value in in, in yourself and what you do. Yeah. You have to at some point. If you don't if you don't give yourself any, enough value or any value at all. I mean, that's it's such a disservice yeah. to yourself. So you ha- you ha- has to be there. Yeah. And I'm, and like I said, like if I have
1: Friends that do events, which I have a lot of them, um, I'll say yes. Like, I'm there. Like, you don't have to pay me. Um, if you pay my travel, that'd be a bonus, right? Um, like, my event, five of the six speakers are five-figure speakers. They get paid $10,000 or more every single time they speak, and they're all doing it for free. Wow. Um, and I feel honored and blessed that they want to be a part of it. Um but I think that you know that's about building relationships yeah. and being a part of something, wanting to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, and when there, when I
0: find other people that are like that, I'll say yes to them all day long. Yeah. And what you've, I think, what you've learned too, uh, after all these podcast episodes, is that you you have something to say, you have a story to tell, right? I think initially you know maybe even even wanting to start a podcast show right it was more about okay what do we want to talk about who do we want to bring on but then in doing that and going through you know so many episodes y- you've developed yourself into a, you know a growth expert yeah. and become your 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 own Great guest on other on, <laughs> for other podcasters, right? And and you have something to share that can that can help others. You know, you have so much to say, and you have to be willing to, to 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 say it, and you have to put yourself in a position for other people to to hear it. And and that's, I mean, for me, it's it's about connecting, you know, with other people and 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 listening. To, and really, truly listening to other people. Yeah, um, we get, and I—that's something I'm still working on. Because as a, as I said, and like like I, my like my friend Dan, I'm a talker, so I need to do a better job of turning my mouth off so that I can listen to what others have to say. Yeah, and there's there's that's what actually podcasting is so great is because I get to learn from so many great minds. Whether it's remotely or in-house like this, where you know you're, you're here, and the, the story that you've uh, shared is going to touch other people's lives. It's going to help them make a decision to do something, to take action, or even even better than that, to decide to live another day. And that's a pretty powerful thing. to, to touch somebody to the point where they've had some awful feelings. And they've kind of kind of gotten to the to the end, and and you've actually like gotten testimony from people that you've actually gotten them to to step back from the ledge.
1: Yeah, you know, I think you know to go back to you being like a, a listener. Um, that's something that I it was a skill I had to learn. Um, I mean, you look at my grades in school, but even beyond the one point seven, which was more life stuff, and then then whatever, it was like I wasn't paying attention. I didn't care. Um, and that was, and what I realized, you know, it was kind of disrespectful and it was this and that and the other thing. And, and with it, what this podcast has taught me is that there's great power in actively listening, not just listening, but listening to hear what the person's saying, um, and really kind of engage with them and kind of go to the next level. And, and I think that's what I hear a lot of people who are f- like a fan of my podcast or even people I interview, like Ed Milet was like, that's one of the best interviews I've ever, I've ever been a part of because you listen. And you give me the time to say what I have to say. Um, and then you add value by asking the next right question. Um, and honestly, that's just out of curiosity in my own world. I'm just trying to get better. And so, you know, what makes sense? What's the next right question right now? But yeah, the active listening was, was something that was a catalyst. And I think when the first person reached out and said, you know, because of you, I decided not to take my life. I didn't know how to react. And I read it and I didn't reply right away because I didn't know what to say or do. And right. it's, it's such a big, it's a, it's a weight. It was a wait. It was a wait. It's not anymore. Um, It's happened about four or five times now. And for me, it's about listening to them. They're giving me an opportunity to listen to them. Like I listen to my guests before when, when people used to reach out and say, Oh, thank you for this. This was great. I would just, I would try and like coach them up, you know, try and coaching and make it better. People don't want that, man. They don't want that. They want people to listen and they want people to understand and hold space and just be a part of their journey with them and if I have the right thing to say at the right moment I'll say it but but it's not about trying to force something that's uncomfortable you know uh, and so yes, I'm blessed and honored um, to be able to be that person who is there for somebody, um, whether that's remotely or whether that's whatever um, they're just listening and, and I'm sure there's other people who haven't reached out you know who who they've listened to my show and um, they just, they just keep listening and they're trying to fight through it. You know, I mean, I actually had a guy. I was a guest on somebody else's show. This is kind of a crazy story. I was a guest on somebody else's show, and we t- did the thing. And the the host always says, "Hey, if this message from Justin has impacted you, email us. Here's our emails. Email us. Tell us it impacted you." And this guy emailed us, and it was this really long email about how he's living in Vegas and he keeps getting caught up in the drug world and he keeps selling drugs. And then he's like a strip club promoter versus trying to get clean and get out of there and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. this I just keep falling into it because I don't know how else to pay bills and whatever. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I don't know what to say to this guy. Um, and, but I do know if you surround yourself with the right people, the good things happen. If you're surrounding yourself with the bad people, bad things happen. So all I said to him was, you need to get out of Vegas. I don't care what that looks like. I don't care how you're going to do it. Just get out of Vegas. Get away from those people and stay away from those people. That's the first step. When that happens, let me know. That was it. About a month ago, I get an email from him. I want to let you know that I'm living in Oklahoma City. I moved in with my aunt. I've been clean ever since the email you sent me. All these other things. And he's like, I just want to thank you for doing what you do. Uh, I'm not expecting anything from you. I don't want anything from you. I just want to thank you. Um, and it was like, this, like, what? It was crazy. But that's the power of what we were talking about before. Like, who are you surrounding yourself with? It doesn't need to be on a high level, it can be on the, the lowest of levels. You know what I mean? Um, th- then that's taking you down. That's right. So just get out, remove yourself. It's painful, it's hard, but just do it. Um, but that's the power. I think that's the power in listening
0: actively. Wow. We've, we've already said it a couple of times. We all have a story. Whether you feel your story isn't up to snuff or up to par with someone else's, it's, it's still your story. And when others can listen to it and understand the way you feel the way you do and the way you act the way you do and the way you, you know think about things and say things, and it's, it, it is just that, that, that connection to others that is so, so very important. Uh, to allow for growth in our lives, and when we when we really connect well uh, to others and, and go out of our way for others to listen to them, and to, you know, someone asks you how you're doing, what we all respond the same way. Oh, good. How are you? I'm yeah, I'm good. How are you? What, what, do you ever stop yourself? And I've done this where you say, "How am I? D-? I'm going to answer this honestly. If I'm doing great, I'm going to I'll great. 'Great. I'm doing great today.' Then this is why. How are you doing? And you start getting that kind of a response for giving a response like that to people. They're, they're going to, that's going to sound different to them mm-hmm. than the normal. Yeah, yeah, good. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Do that more in your life. I promise you, if people are listening right now start to actually answer honestly when someone asks you how you're doing, it's, it's going to change things. It's going to yeah. change a relationship with, with that person, or it's going to change the way you, you do th- start doing things in your life.
1: Yeah. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to give yeah. a challenge. Ooh. If you're watching this on
0: YouTube and this seems
1: like an interesting thing to do, drop a comment at any time you do this. The first time you made f- somebody feel uncomfortable, when you... on answered honestly bad or indifferent about how you're feeling during the day and see how uncomfortable they get because nine times out of ten <laughs> that question yes. is just it's just kind of programmed in us they don't actually care Correct. but put them in a position where you, you have to make them care uh, and drop a comment and tell us about the first time you made somebody feel uncomfortable because that to me is like alright now we're getting somewhere now we're having the conversation we need to have I
0: love it would be great <laughs> yeah how you doing I'm awful Why? awful why what happened well I was in the bathroom, and you know, and, I mean, it's just and it's it's a whole different. I know it's <laughs> a whole kind of bathroom break. Is this <laughs> it's a whole different experience. I'm telling you, but it it'll get you out of you break the funk that we live in, that haze that we live in, yeah. right? And and, uh, and truly, like being in touch with somebody, it's like when you speak with someone, eye contact's huge, right? How many times you talk with somebody and they're preoccupied, they're on their phone, they're looking around, they're looking at other people. Who else can I talk? It's when someone's locked in and they're looking at you. There's a there's something different about that connection there. Yeah, and that's what we all should strive for. Uh, you know, because God knows we we all need others. Uh, we we cannot be an island uh, and and exist and flourish. So I what are the best ways for people besides? The, I mean, if if they're on. Androids, if they're on uh, iPhones, just whatever you use to access podcasts, just type in Growth Now Movement, right? Yeah. What other... Uh, you have uh, growthnowmovement.com? Uh, is it dot .com? Is yeah, the, the I don't, don't go there. Don't That's go po- there. It's
1: stupid to go there. Okay. Um, don't go there. If you're into the live event thing, even though this is post, I will say this, kids, post this post because you know it's going to happen. I will tell you this. So there is a uh, growth on movement live two coming up May of 2020. Um, obviously, by the time they see this, tickets will be on sale already for it. Keynote speakers Nick Santonastasso. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Um, super stoked about that. So if you want to grab a ticket to that and come, come, you know, transform, connect with me and, and all the other amazing speakers that we're going to have. There's already a couple of people that I've. Lined up, but you won't hear from. Do about you have a, 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 a location for that already? Yeah, it'll be in Redding, Pennsylvania, okay. the Miller Center, which is a theater there. Um, just really excited about it. Obviously, not the easiest place
0: to get to, but I like to say whoever needs to be there will find a way to get there. How far from Philly is it? An hour. That's not bad. It's not bad. And Philly, by the way, anyone listening, was at one point in time the capital of our country. It was a very long time ago, a very very long time ago, but in terms of history cuz I grew up in Connecticut, southwest Connecticut. So to to go to Philly was something we did as like field trips, right? Yeah. And you can run the stairs and you can, there's so much history there. And, and if you like sports, they have all the sports fields are all right next to group, right next to each other. Right. Uh, so if you want to see the Eagles or if you want to see the Sixers or whatever it is. Right. Uh, but awesome, awesome city. So you're not that far from there. So definitely check out Growth Now Movement 2020 in May of yeah. 2020 um, because Justin's doing some amazing work. And uh, go back and listen. I mean, you have two, like we said, two hundred plus podcasts on on your show. You've been going strong for over three years, and uh, he has just a phenomenal uh, guest list and there's just, I mean, I was scrolling through just picking random episodes to listen to. I highly recommend anything after episode 62, though. <laughs> Before yes. that, there's a co-host, yes. and it's a
1: little muddy. Yeah. Um, so anything after 62 or 63, I forget the exact number, but yeah. that's that's when it really begins to happen. And and just one more thing, um, if you don't mind. No. Um, so I the next phase, everybody asks me, like, what's next? You know, you're doing these live events now, and you're speaking, and you're doing all these other things. Like, But people ask me all the time, like, I'm doing well financially in my business, but I want to grow my business because I've 10X my business in the last three months. And before that, 10X it again in the three months before that. So people ask me all the time, like, how do I grow my business even though I'm doing well already? Um, how do I get on more stages? How do I up my influence? How do I up my reach? And more importantly, how do I up my relationships? This is like the, the most, that I, most questions that I do. So I'm actually doing a high-end mastermind. Um, uh, that it's called the Growth Now Mastermind. That is between for ten to fifteen people. So currently, when this comes out, most likely I'll still be taking applications for it. Um, it's just go fill out the application. There's going to be a vetting process. So I'm going to take ten to fifteen people that I know that will work well together. Um, it's going to be an amazing process of monthly coaching calls and three retreats throughout the year. Um, just something super exciting that I'm excited about because. Uh, one thing I said, I, I've wanted to impact millions of lives, whether that was through me or through people that I've touched and then the p- lives they touch. Um, and so my goal is to take people who are already doing well for themselves, but they really want to ramp up that influence level, their lifestyle, their relationships. Um, and so that's kind of the next phase. So that's growthnowmastermind.com. They can go fill out an application to come on board. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we'll work with the best 10 to 15 and we'll go from
0: there. Oh, that's fantastic. Good to hear, man. Yeah. And if you want growth in your life, you have to be part of other of other things, whether that's you know through your church or through your community or through. I mean, I'm part of a, a couple different masterminds, you know, which is great because through through my work, you know, Mike rubs off on all of us, right? <laughs> yeah. Mike's part of all kinds of stuff. Mike uh, Westerlund, who started Critical Bench, and so I get the benefit of you know he, we grew up together. He's my, my high school, uh, one of my best friends in high school, so we have a long history. So it's great that I get to enjoy the the fruits of his labor really, right? And, and and I get this growth through kind of through him and through the business because uh, you know, I'm 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 all about what what we do, being strong by design and, and mind, body, spirit and 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 learning from others and and uh it's just been an absolute pleasure. I thank you so much for being here and how, how this worked out that you that you were in town right around now. And, 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 and this all came together so nicely and to, to have you in, in the office, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. So nothing but, but praise for you and best wishes going forward. And I see you 10 times in yourself and, and getting, getting just bigger and better and touching more lives. And that's what it's all about. That's why we do what we do. So thank yeah, you man. so much, Justin. No,
1: thank you for having me. This has been phenomenal. Uh, I did, I did research after you reached out, you guys are doing incredible things and, um, yeah, just,
0: I'm, I'm honored that I was invited and, and I'm glad that I was here. It's been great. Now it's time for Justin to go relax a little bit because he had a crazy travel day, and it's been uh, filled with podcasts and driving, and you know a lot of energy used. So it's time to recharge the battery. And plus, I need to give him a couple free Critical Bench shirts. So yes. uh, So let's go do that, my friend. Thank you, listeners, for listening to Strong by Design podcast show. Absolute pleasure as always. We thank you. We love you. And we'll talk to you really soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.